BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well. It's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy. It's simple. It's fun to use. And like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy. If you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. Oh, char no, this one is okay. Okay, I want to share my screen one more time. Just Chabungunga mug. No, 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 that's not it. It's this one. Char Chargaga Gaga Monchaga Gaga Chaba Nugangaga Mog. That's not real. Where is this? Oh, it's real, I promise. That's insane. No, look, they're making dude, I swear, they're making fun of this one. Watch, click on it real quick. This one times India times. Yeah, no, they're they're totally just making fun of this other one. That's it fake. is not a made up name. I s- <laughs> well look at look at what this other one is. Watch. If it is fake, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's got a whole bunch of things it's added in, Massa- in. It's in Massachusetts. Holy shit! Char- Chargaga Gaga Manchaga Gaga Chabuna Chabuna Ganga Maga Magog. Someone's just making fun of the Native Americans by naming that because no one named it that. It's home of the Nipmuc Indians. That sounds like another racial slur. Nipmuc? <laughs> yeah. I think you're just the racist one, Ryan. I don't think you I don't think so. passed your own bias that this may be how they pronounce the lake. It might mean like pretty lake. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week's episode of Talk the Tavern. I uh, had a great time. Uh, we went for quite some time, so... Uh, just under three hours. So I suggest you go over to patreon.com forward slash my third eye and sign up. Let me, let me rephrase that patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast and sign up for the $5 tier, which will get you the full episode. And it also gets you the full weekly episode. I do want to thank Leslie for signing up for the $3 tier. That meant a lot. And, uh, thank you for your support. Also, uh, Scott, thank you for uh, signing up for the $5 tier. Uh, Scott was a guest last week on the tavern, so um, we get into a lot. As you hear in the teaser, or heard in the teaser, uh, we we talk about uh, long-ass name lakes and much, much more. Uh, it's, it's just one of those all-around great-timed you know, conversations at the tavern as usual. And uh, I hope you enjoy the guests that came on, and uh, I hope you uh, 
give give Kyle over at the Big Dumb Podcast a follow. Uh, he puts out some good episodes over there, and uh, Ryan as well. And uh, yeah, don't forget to give Karen a follow from uh, Quantum Guides Show. She's part of the Forbidden Knowledge Network, so uh, that team over there does a lot of good work and has a lot of great content creators over there. And as well, Ryan Dean, um, the uh, the Rhino himself. Sit back, enjoy the show, and until next week, party on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We're going to get into some, uh, yeah, fun times here at the Tavern. So uh, Bouncer said, hey, people are here. People are lining up. So why don't you let the motherfuckers in? So that's what I'm doing, okay? I'm letting people in as we speak. So, uh, so yeah, we're going to get this Tavern popping. We got Kyle from the Big Dumb. We got Karen and uh, Quantum Guides Show. Got Kent, connecting audio and video. How are you? Uh, are you talking to me? Yeah. Apparently, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. Thank you for coming. Uh, it's just a little uh, round table that I get other people together that might not have ever collabed and, uh, you know, get other podcasters and uh, content creators together. And I don't know, uh, it seems to have worked out to the point where relationships have been made and uh, people got to get got good guests on their shows. So it's, it's a fun time here at the tavern. Yes. Relationships do come from this. Um, me and Ryan, actually, we meant to tell you ghost uh, things have been happening on that front. Between me and him, I, I know it might cause some problems, but we can address it at another time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to hear. Kat, how are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah. Are you good? Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me, man. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're waiting for two others to show up and then we can just shoot the ship for a little bit. And then once they show up, we can... Uh, go around and you guys can plug where you're from and where you can be found and what have you. But so what's, what's shaking wherever I know Kyle's in Texas. I don't know where Karen and Kent Kent are, are in the United States here. I'm in, uh, I'm in, Red, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm in Red Deer, Alberta. Oh, you're in Canada. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Crazy shit going on up there. Oh yeah. <laughs> And Kent, sorry, Kent, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, um, I'm I'm actually in uh, Southern South Carolina, like just uh just north of Savannah, Georgia. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I was actually with my job. I guess South Carolina didn't get hit as hard from Ian that they were anticipating, but I was mm-hmm. wanted to go down and uh, uh, I'm in the building trade, so deliver shingles and stuff like that. We go down and help other stores. For our company and well turns out that they didn't have as much damage and i was kind of bummed because i wanted to go down to south carolina for a few months during the winter and that's not going to happen right yeah it doesn't get uh too too cold down here it's like i don't know and, and the lowest it's like in the 30s so <laughs> uh but yeah i mean we locked out my parents just uh just moved into a new house so they were very concerned it was uh just gonna kind of ruin their they're moving. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad nothing bad did happen. I know Florida got hit hard. Yeah, that was really unfortunate to see. Leveled, like completely leveled. Uh, was it Fort Myers that got it the worst? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was bad. I saw pictures of it the next day. Crazy times. What about you, Kyle? What's going on over there in Tejas? Oh, dude, I was I'm looking for a koozie. Like I swear I brought one up here. And that's what I've been looking around for. Um, so I've been looking for a koozie because my it's cold in here and my beer is cold and I don't want my hands to get cold. So that's what I've been struggling with for the last few minutes. But other than that, dude, uh, things are going good. Um, had a few job, uh, a particularly large job offer come my way and uh, using it as leverage <laughs> at my current job to get a big raise. So it feels good to be wanted sometimes, well, even I hope though you get that raise because you don't want to move down, down, down 
I don't know. Can I say where it is? Yeah, it's in Lubbock. Um, I'm in I'm in Amarillo, so I'd have to move. And my 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 wife makes really good money here. Um, so it'd be kind of a it's not the ideal situation. Like I told them, I was like, if I was single, I'd be here tomorrow because it's it's a step up. But um, I am working the proverbial levers of capitalism and bureaucracy to uh, try to use this situation to my advantage. So other than that, it's getting a little chilly here in Tejas in North, North Texas. And uh, other, you know, deer seasons in a a week, looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, man, look at, I like the cold. I don't know about everyone else, but I, I enjoy it. I don't mind it. I'm I'm not good with it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my theory yeah, is you can neither. always you can always put on more clothes in the winter, right? And more blankets and stuff, but you can only take off so many clothes in the Absolutely. summer. Absolutely. Yeah, Texas, I'm sure in South Carolina. Rested. Yeah, you guys have I'm sure high humidity. Uh I grew up in the Dallas. Oh, yeah. And it's just extremely humid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's brutal, man. You feel like you you can take a cold shower and put on shorts and a tank top and walk outside and feel like you just stepped out of a hot tub because it's just yeah. so humid. You're just immediately drenched as soon as you walk outside. <laughs> yeah. And I I was uh I've been playing music the past couple of summers since I moved back down here and uh it's just it's hell on the gear especially. <laughs> so oh, I can't imagine like the humidity all the is, time. Is heat worse than cold on um on gear? I imagine cold is probably a little better on the gear. I think it depends. The problem is like uh, sweat and just like natural human oils are terrible for instruments. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like humidity kind of produces that. The only thing with is the tension increase, you know, if it drops temperature really quick, it can the tension from the strings can kind of mess up your guitar. Oh, Uh, I didn't think about that. You play guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing 14 years now, I think. That's awesome, man. Technically I've been playing just about as long, but I haven't picked up my guitar in probably four don't yeah, i mean it's all relative you know everybody comes in and out of it the banjo and the piccolo i don't hey. i don't oh i don't play any of those what are you talking about i own a banjo actually hey if you want to buy a banjo nice. brother i got you <laughs> cheap hundred dollars it's yours that is cheap and banjos to, in all fairness are very hard to play oh they're they're extremely difficult i have not uh i received one as a wedding gift um from my wife's grandma and i still haven't learned anything on it <laughs> Was it an old family, uh, family banjo from, uh, you know, out in the boonies? You know, your great grandfather used to play it <laughs> to scare not, off people. <laughs> I am not sure. It's uh, Honor is the brand. I okay. haven't done any research on it. And uh, she didn't give me too much info on it, but I know that she bought it um, possibly a while back. So cool. Man. Banjos yeah. are fun. If you can if you can pluck on a banjo, dude. Uh, much respect because it is a cool instrument. It's unique. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can join a jam band. And like mm-hmm. any jam band, if you can play the banjo, they'll be like, come on, let's go. Yeah, let's play some Modest Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy like a lot of different uh, like folk music and like different cultures, folk music. Uh, so that's one thing that the banjo comes in handy with, too. Like uh, bluegrass, especially, but like Irish music and stuff like that. Um, lately, I've been like trying. I just got a nylon string, and it's like the first time I've been trying to play like classical and uh, and and more jazz type stuff. So I will say though, learning classical music, especially on a nylon guitar, it will make you a better musician. Um, yeah. Like, for example, like the Eagles, uh, when they before they broke up the first time, I mean, they were just they were a good band, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. well, you seen and them then when they, back in the day, like four or five times, didn't you? Um, right. Up, yeah, when they first got back together. No, I've never seen the Eagles live. It was a joke. Um, oh, I've seen a lot of people live. That's why I was like, I wasn't sure if you were being serious or not. But when they broke up, then they went their separate ways for a few years. I think uh, their two lead guitarists, I think one went to Spain and one went to Italy to study classical guitar. And when they came back, they recorded that acoustic version of Hotel California, which I think is better. And that's when they were like true musicians. Like they really like shine forth like learning that just that classical technique right i mean it, yeah it's mind-blowing like what what people can do whenever they're like really proficient and just like the tremolo kind of stuff where you're just mm-hmm. constantly plucking it, it blows my mind so and i know uh, a lot of people say like learning the technique hinders you i know like hendrix was big on that i think mm-hmm. like angus young was big on that like learning technique hinders your creativity but 
I think a good musician can learn, can do both, right? Can mm -hmm. learn the, the techniques and then be able to break the rules and have a little more creative freedom with it. You said Jimi uh, Hendrix's name wrong, though. Huh? You said Jimi Hendrix's name wrong. What did I say? It's supposed to be Morgan Freeman. Oh, what? <laughs> You've never heard that conspiracy? No. Oh, no. yeah. I think now that you mentioned it, I might have. Yes. Look at them <laughs> side by side. Um, he died, and then all of a sudden, Morgan Freeman kind of started getting popular, but jumped on the that, scene. There was never pictures of Morgan Freeman. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. It's, it's one of those crazy conspiracy things that you can really rabbit hold out. That's oh, like, yeah, old, sure. uh, what's his name? Uh, Alex Jones and uh, Bill Hicks. Yeah. 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 There's and a lot of them. There's a lot Rush of those. Limbaugh and Jim Morrison. No. Yeah. <laughs> Morrison from the doors is yeah. Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. That's great. Oh, I was, I, I have, I was trying to find Thursday night football last night. Uh, cause my wife said she wanted to start watching football more. And I was going through, uh, you know, live TV channels and, and Tucker was on. So I was watching that before and I never, I don't usually watch it, but I was watching it before she got home. And there was a commercial for like the greatest of Rush Limbaugh. It's like a book with like uh, an audio book slash like digital download attachment of like the greatest hit. I, I mean, I didn't mind Rush. I got into him like in like the last couple of years he was around. Um, but I just think it's hilarious. They're still pushing Rush Limbaugh uh, memorabilia, at, you know, at this point. Dude, he was a he was a huge game changer in that that genre of talk radio. I mean, him, Art Bell, um, who else? Um, who's who's been around? Like, um, well, even you could say I'm Howard Stern, the political talk talk radio. Yeah, political. Yeah, he was certainly the forefront of that. So, so. what's going on up in Canada? I got to know a little bit because you can't buy handguns now and. Now there's protests well, on you also you also can't you also can't own a real rifle. You can only have a 22. So try shooting a, a moose uh, to what? feed your community with a 22. You can only have a 22. When did this come? Yeah. I've not heard anything about. Uh, it. Yeah, that was about, I don't know, a year or two years ago that happened in the handgun thing. But uh, basically what happened is uh, Canada went to sleep one night and woke up in the more in the morning to a totalitarian dictatorship police state and uh that's been probably harder on on everybody uh plus they had a huge uh psyop psychological warfare campaign that they decided to unleash on us mm -hmm. and uh it really divided families and friends and and uh nobody could go see their old people meanwhile they're for lack of a better term killing all the old people i'm 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 going to put up a big fight. I'm 66. I don't want them to kill me. I have lots to do. So I stay busy and I stay gray. So I'm under the wire. But anyway, besides that, what's happened is it's all coming to a head um, because all these court um, challenges, you know, have been happening over the last couple of years and they're finally coming to fruition. And everybody's realizing what a dirty, rotten scoundrel uh, Justin Castro is, speaking of lookalikes. There we go. And uh, yeah, and but 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 I live in Alberta and in Alberta, something magical has happened. Absolutely magical. So there's a basically the leader of Alberta got booted or he left and someone new named Daniel Smith came in. Is and that, like I don't trust mayor? anybody, so it's not like I'm 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 all loving her from the first moment. But she's basically um, uh, I wouldn't say separating from Canada, but but laying down firm rules on on uh, so that when the federal government encroaches in any way on what Alberta's all about, um, they've got a legal stand to say. F off, you know, this is our province, you have no right to tell us. And I actually have a prediction that you might be seeing more of that in states where you're going to have individual states starting to take their autonomy and their sovereignty and uh, because there's only so much bullshit people can handle. So oh. I'm not sure if I answered your question. Oh, the other thing too is they've cut the fertilizer so um, people can't fertilize crops and um, they tried to completely kill oil and gas. 
Um, but like I said, in Alberta, uh, we now have a new a new um, head of head of province who's going to um, do everything she can. And uh, people are already making T-shirts that say Danielle Smith didn't Epstein herself. So, um, (laughs) you know, because she's taking such a radical stand against um, the dictator. So anyway, I don't know if I've actually cleared things up or made it more muddy for you. But what I've heard is, is uh, Alberta kind of the Texas of Canada? Yes. As far as oil and gas production, ranching, farming, things like that. Yep. Yep. And and I'm from the West Coast. I just moved out here about six years ago. And, uh, you know, from Vancouver Island, hippie, hippie land, right? I moved mm-hmm. here and it just blew me away. But, you know, I mean, I could find negative things to say about the culture in Alberta, but there's a lot of positive things too, you know? And uh, boy, I'll tell you, Albertans are not weak people. They're very strong and they know what they want, what they don't want. They're not going to put up with shit. And um, so a lot of the trucker convoy, you probably heard about that. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was uh, members from Al- from Alberta. And uh, yeah, so it's, 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 it's a really interesting culture because uh, quite literally going from BC to Alberta was such a culture shock for me. And I'm sure you guys uh, experience maybe similar when you go from state to state. I was not expecting bit, yeah. it to be so radically different. Can I can I ask two questions real quick? Um, are, you, are you First Nations? Me, Karen? Mm-hmm. Um, yes and no. I am have so much white privilege that I decline the term because uh, way back, <laughs> You know, I have French Canadian family and there was First Nations in there, but I don't really feel uh, good about saying I'm First Nations. So I'm going to say no. Okay. Second question is probably going to lead into the third question. With this only (laughs) being able to own a 22, how does that affect the First Nations and their hunting? Because to me, I think in Canada, the First Nations people aren't the, the gun laws and the hunting laws. Uh, don't apply the same uh, to okay. uh, to them from what I've heard, but Karen might know more. That's just what, from what I've heard from like Graham and uh, uh, from Gramerica. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you, I don't, I have any first nations friends that I could actually check that out with. So I'm just going to speak my opinion. I don't know fact, but I do know that there's a huge amount of propaganda and lies that are sold to the mainstream Canadians that are complete bullshit. The First Nations people were told, oh, they have this and that, and they have all these privileges, and they don't pay taxes, and they can hunt anytime they want. All bullshit. As far as I'm concerned, they not only have to follow all the same rules, maybe some a little different when they're living on reserve, which Mm. is what we call reservation, but um, I don't know, dozens of First Nations um, reserves don't even have drinkable um, water. Uh, oh, things wow. are so bad, so 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 bad. And so, um, uh, like even even though the white population, well, I shouldn't even say white because we're very multicultural here. Okay, so um, I would say the mainstream people in Alberta, you know, although they were getting um, um, coerced to get the jab and 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 the procedure. Um, what the, we actually saw footage, live footage of them going into native communities and force jabbing them. Mm. So, um, you know, when it comes to privileges with the First Nations people, that's what we call the Aboriginal people in Canada. I would question everything we're told unless it come, even if it comes from a chief. But if it comes from your common, ordinary Aboriginal person, probably they're telling you the truth. Mm. Right. Yeah, just from what I've heard, as far as like uh, their hunting uh, privileges, I've heard if especially on a reservation or even on their own land, maybe they have a little more uh, freedoms and privileges, especially when it comes to to time of hunt and the game and firearms uh, available. Uh, and I've seen uh, evidence of that. But like you said, I'm, I, I it, it could just be a very specific case that I've been uh, that I've seen. Um, and yeah. I know a lot of the same issues affect the uh native tribes here in america as well um i'm I'm in texas and i've spent a lot of time in oklahoma and uh a lot of people in oklahoma 
uh, like the white people and the the Americans uh, in Oklahoma think that they uh, uh, the natives kind of have it really well um, mm-hmm. because of because of the casino money and the power that they have. But you have to remember that a lot of these tribes were were forced into Oklahoma, which is good land, um, but they were they didn't that wasn't maybe not their original uh, lands. And so they had to do what they could. And so, yes, they do have a lot of influence over uh, local governments with uh, just the amount of uh, money they produce from uh, uh, alcohol and tobacco sales and gambling and casinos and, and things like that. But I'm sure they would much rather have their original lands and their privileges that they had. But uh, there are some tax breaks as well. But I know up in the north, the northwest, like Montana, Canada, Wyoming, Idaho, uh, Idaho, um, things like that. It's really not <laughs> they don't have it very well. It's not uh, the best scenario, like as far as water, food, supplies, things like that. It's really not a, and a healthy living situation, um, despite what we might be told. Yeah, and in and in Canada, um, the First Nations people are not free citizens. They're actually owned by the British Crown, and they have to follow rules. Like, for instance, they're not allowed to decline decline a jab, any kind of jab. They all have to have it. They all have to have all these medical procedures. Anything the government dictates they need to have, they have to have. So basically, they're test dummies for all kinds of pharmaceuticals and all kinds of other things. So. Um, that's modern. Yeah, not good, not good. But um, I, I still enjoy, as a Canadian citizen, a lot of freedom, and um, and I'm very grateful for that. So I myself um, thrive when the pressure's on because I've known pressure. I've, I've I've lived pressure so many times in my life. I'm super good at it. So I'm a survivor and a thriver. Nice. <laughs> Now, you said you lived on Vancouver Island. Are you familiar with, uh, and he is a First Nations person, Tom Seawood? Mm, nope. Sorry, can't say I am. He's really big into uh, Sasquatch, and his tribe does a lot with, with Sasquatch and stuff, but I didn't know how big Vancouver I've done a lot of Sasquatch research while I lived there because there's so many Sasquatch sightings that you got to be careful, especially if you're a woman going off in the woods by yourself. Yes. Because sometimes, you know, Sasquatch gets horny. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, does Sasquatch, <laughs> does Sasquatch have an effect towards white women? That's my question. I don't think they're picky. I think any woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was uh, just a Sasquatch sighting down here uh, near Honey Island, uh, close to where I live. There was a couple, I think. Maybe one closer to Myrtle Beach. But yeah, not too many down here. Yeah, because people tell me there's there's Sasquatches or Bigfoot here in West Texas in the high plains in the desert, but they call it the desert squatch. And I, I've not heard many accounts um, from what I can tell. It's usually more wooded uh, and, you know, uh, deciduous areas where Again, I will refer you to Sasquatch Chronicles, Kyle. Yeah, you mentioned I'm going to write it down. <laughs> he, he had many, many uh, guests on from Texas and Wes has even been down there and and had his own encounters with some of the Texas Sasquatch and East and West Texas. There's a big difference in in behavior. Are the Sasquatch in Texas bigger than the Sasquatch elsewhere? Mm, From what I remember, no. Oh, man. Okay. I mean, they're still big compared to to you or I, you know what I mean? But they're not they're not big compared to ones that would be up in the Pacific Northwest and up into B.C. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's a lie. Okay. What's a lie? Everything's bigger in Texas, even the Sasquatch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Off of B, uh, Vancouver Island, uh, well, Tom has what he calls uh, Sasquatch Island. And I think that's, are you familiar with Sasquatch Island? No, but I am familiar with Squamish, and there is a tribe of Squamish uh, First Nations people who still follow this really um, old, old ritual where some of the men will just go off into the woods with nothing and survive for 10 years. And sometimes they get mistaken for Sasquatches. Um, But no, sorry, I don't know. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. They just go off and is it like a rite of passage or a sort of spiritual? uh, Yes. 
Yes, very much so. And their hair gets all long and they get scary looking and they just survive and they learn they I guess they practice all the things they learned about, you know, their their own, you know, hidden history. There's still hidden history, but the Sasquatch grew uh, sorry, sorry, not Sasquatch. Uh Squamish. Yes, the Squamish people. Um they still it still happens. Probably not as as much as in the past, but it still happens. So yeah. Have you all ever heard of the Selknam tribe? Selknam? Selknam? Selknam. Yeah, it's S-E-L-K, like apostrophe N-A-M. Um, they're from, I think it's Tierra del Fuego in Chile. Uh, and they have a, a really wild rite of passage, at least like, you know, looking at it because it's, um, I don't know, they decorate like the, the rite of passage for the young men in the tribe decorated themselves and like uh, these I, they're just really strange costumes. I don't even know how to describe them. I recently saw a video on um, on the topic um, conspiracy R us. Have you all ever heard of him on YouTube? Mm-mm. He's doing a cool video uh, related to it. But yeah, that's where my mind went. <laughs> what's the what's the ritual? They dress up and do they do anything? I think the purpose of I mean, I read into it whenever I saw it, and the purpose of the ritual was to emulate like the ferocious spirits that they might face in their life and so they take on that form and then you know at that point they become stronger for facing it early on i think was the basis of the ritual that makes yeah sense. there's a lot of strange uh tribal rites of passion passage i know uh there's one i want to say it's in like new guinea or something where the the boys in order to become a man you have to receive male semen from a grown man so they will take the young boys into the woods and like rape them <laughs> and then they become men. But it's in, because, it, but it's interesting because the, the, the men doing that have also gone through it, right? They think that's how you become a man is by taking a man's seed is very strange and very taboo uh, by our standards. I mean, I, frankly, you know, probably most of us would consider that wrong, um, but, you know, to each their own, I guess, uh, I don't necessarily condone that, but there are a lot of strange rituals. I mean, eating brains, eating human hearts. I mean, people talk about how bad the world it is, the world is right now, but it's like, it could be a lot worse, people. It could be a lot a worse. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're just remembering the shit that's always gone on in the shadows. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately. Exactly. It is a, it is uh, as, as crazy as things are, especially these last few years, it is a great time to be alive. I keep reminding myself of that. Like, even if shit does go south and things get crazy, uh, it has been interesting to say the least. We're supposed to run out of diesel in the next three weeks, weeks, three weeks by, by Thanksgiving. Yeah. We'll be out of diesel fuel here in the States, but they said that over the summer or maybe early last early this year, uh, they said the same thing and it ended up, working out well not maybe diesel fluid but def uh fluid def well, that's completely different that's made out yeah. of yeah yeah well we were going to run out of that because of uh china i guess they were they're big producers of it well, um, that and urea compound a, a, one of the rail car uh unions had it had a say in it as well yeah and i think also um whenever these talks of strikes with the rail unions happen uh, even just a talk of strike will slow down uh, transportation because they don't want to ship something and then it not get received, right? If something like a strike happens. So that's a big effect of it as well. But as far as the diesel f- f- uh, fuel, I think it's just from non-production from what I, or shipping yeah, all uh, of shit uh, to Europe. That and we're dipping into the uh, strategic oil reserve and we're dipping in, taking more out of that than what we're producing. So it's like, mm-hmm. and you know, shocker. <laughs> it almost feels like a controlled demolition. Oh, took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, we, we all, I think we all know this is like, we all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for those listening, it might be important to hear it. I mean, we're, uh, here's the thing as a, as a capitalist, right? If I'm, if I'm Joe Biden or whoever's, uh, you know, got his, got their hands up his ass, uh, you know, pulling the strings, um, you know, what Europe, they, they need the uh, natural gas, they need diesel, they need uh, oil, um, and they're not getting it from Russia where they used to get it. 
but now they'll pay top dollar for what we have. And so why, why would we sell it to our own people who are going to get pissed up at us if we charge them, you know, eight bucks a gallon for it when we could ship it overseas for a premium, you know, nine, 10, $12 a gallon. Oh no, they make- pay by the liter. So they're making even, oh, it's more, even more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's uh, I, I mean, that's, and that's what's happening. We're, we're getting, we're offloading a lot of it to, to Europe. I mean, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Um, a good thing uh, I've got, I, I plan not to turn the heat on this summer or this winter. I'm just going to leave the heat off. I'm going to use a space heater if I have to, and then just snuggle, you know, just snuggle, get the dogs, get the cats, get the wife all together, get in there, stay warm. I mean, that's, that's how it is, you know, have fun with that. Cause the moment the wife gets cold, that heat's coming on. <laughs> I I have almost zero control of what happens in this house, but the thermostat is mine. And she knows that. We'll see. Yeah, I know. We'll see. She <laughs> fucked with it this summer one time. She like she was like, it's so hot. <laughs> Change the thermostat one day. And I come home and it's like frigid in the house. And it's like 110 outside. And I was like, Did you touch the thermostat? And she was like, Yeah. Son of a bitch. Like that I just was like, oh, like as a the the one thing I have control over, you took you took advantage of. And yeah, you but keep, you're right. What do you keep the AC at? Uh, during the summer, I keep it at like 78. What? Dude, wow, when it's a when it's a when it's 110 outside, 78 feels really good. Uh, 77 is pretty much our baseline. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess I'm just weird because I keep mine at like 65. 65. I mean, uh, that would be ideal, right? But I'm just it's it's a suit. I mean, just if I go from like 78 to like 74. My bill could be like 50 bucks more that month. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. But so, but it doesn't get 110 where you're at, you know? Uh, yeah, it does. Only, I mean, but not for with it, <laughs> not for weeks at a time, though. I mean, it doesn't stay at 110 for, I mean, I think where I'm at, the average this summer was like 96 for the whole summer. And we I were mean, averaging upper 90s with yeah yeah i I mean i get it but like when i lived up north for a few years like my dorm room didn't we didn't even have ac just because it didn't get that you just open the window turn a fan on it's not that not that lucrative you know you must have been high i was high i can guarantee that but (laughs) i don't remember (laughs) no i remember there was no ac but uh yeah it was high i don't know if that's uh uh, if that relates but yes (laughs) yeah i was stoned in college for sure yeah because uh up here it's all up and down the east coast i don't know how you could survive i was in northern illinois so the high summer was like 89 yeah yeah and it was not it's not bad there's no humidity up there uh where i was there yeah i mean if you're in the chicago area or um, I, I lived in what they the, what they call Forest City, so it was pretty humid. Yeah, huh. I didn't know a lot of trees out there. Okay, yeah, if you're in the Midwest, you know where it's plains and stuff. It's not it's pretty dry, but in the summer it gets it gets hot in the in the trees. Hmm. I learned something new. Well, there you go, Ghost. That's what we're doing. Are we waiting on a couple more people? Well, I thought Ryder was coming, but uh, I no, Ryder told me he's not coming. Sorry, I, I actually checked with him because I didn't want to be the only one from our group, but I am the only one from our group. Okay, yeah, because he messaged me, I think today, and said Chris couldn't make it, and to send the invitation to him and you. So I did. Yeah. But oh, was Ryan coming tonight? Yeah, he was just finishing up an uh, an episode, so he'll he'll be here short. Oh, okay. Oh, he is coming? Mm-hmm. No, Ryan. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant Ryder. No, no. Well, yeah. While we're, while we're here, um, Karen, uh, so you're part of the Forbidden Knowledge News Network. Is that correct? I, I've, yeah. Uh, do you want... sorry, I, I want to hear about that. I want to hear about your show and everything. I, I've met Chris uh, once or twice before, and he's a really great guy. Great, really great guy. I love what he does. He is. Um, he is. So, what what uh tell us a little bit about your show i think um i i've seen your i've seen you around i don't know if i've actually uh gotten the full uh the full context but uh if you're a friend of chris's you're a friend of mine oh thank you thank you yeah chris is good people for sure he and i've been friends for about three years i came out in uh 
Three years ago, with my ET experience, I had never told anybody because I was scared. And uh, <clears throat> and I came out with my ET experience, and he was looking for someone on, to come on his show, which is how I met him. And I went on his show a few times, and I was able to, um, he invited me to his online conference, a couple of online conferences, a couple years in a row. And that's sort of how I got started doing this. <clears throat> anyway, I started the Quantum Guide Show because I've had a lot of amazing paranormal experiences. But what's more important than my experiences is the message and the learning and the teachings that I've received that I'm supposed to pass on to humankind. So my creation of the Quantum Guide Show was partly to fulfill that. But also when I was newly awakening, you know, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know where to go for information. So I turned to YouTube. And actually, the two podcasters, I watched um, Chris Matthews Forbidden Knowledge News, and which had just started um, around the same time, and also Rex Bear with Leak Project. And that was where I went for all my alternative information, because I was getting all these downloads and all this information. And I needed I needed to hear it from another source that I had never had any exposure to, that I didn't know them. I, and, and when I started having my own experiences validated through the experiences of other people, it gave me more confidence to continue uh, with my own path. So I started the Quantum Guide Show as um, as a response to what I needed back when I was waking up. And so what I do is I have guests on and my audience is either newly awakened or awakened people who are isolated because of their beliefs. Like for instance, in Red Deer, Alberta, I can't go to the coffee shop and strike up a conversation about um, alternatives to the mainstream medical point of view, or certainly can't talk about my ET or angelic experiences or anything like that. So I myself was fairly isolated. So through the show and having guests on is how I met and made friends with people that were like-minded so that I was able to uh, have community and provide a platform for other people, um, you know, who aren't um, seasoned, I'd say, in the cons conspiratorium and don't, you know, just coming out and, you know, you don't want to shock them too much. It's already a big shock to wake up, um, you know, and to basically give them many different perspectives uh, that my guests provide. And then I've also actually started a second show called Aliens and Astrology, and I have a co-host named Dave Petrella. And he's an astrologer and an um, astrotheologist. And then I have all my woo-woo and weird paranormal experiences. <laughs> so I come from the, the alien perspective. Um, and by the way, I'm a contactee and an exopolitical ambassador. I am not um, an abductee. I've never been taken away by greys into a spaceship or anything like that. My experiences are very spiritual. But anyway, long story short, um, <clears throat> so I started a second show, and it's becoming fairly popular. And there we talk about anything. Because when I'm hosting the Quantum Guide show, I'm the host, so I'm interviewing other people. It's basically about them. So this other show, Aliens and Astrology, I get to talk about all the stuff from my perspective and, you know, get to have nice discussions with my co-host, Dave, who's a super nice guy. And then, and then, anyway, eventually uh, we got picked up to be part of the Forbidden Knowledge um, Network, and um, so it's going really, really, really well. Um, you know, Chris is a very kind and supportive individual, and um, you know, and I didn't think anyone would take me seriously because of my age, and you know, because I'm weird, uh, weirder than weird, you know, and it just. <laughs> turned out that I ended up forming very much like a family community. So like Ryder, Lee and I are friends. Ryder actually sent me my microphone and my camera to help me improve my show. He didn't charge me anything for it. He just sent it. Said, here, Karen, I want to help you out, right? So, I mean, it's just a great group to be involved in. And I'm just ever so grateful that um, in three years, 
in three years, I went, I went from, it took me the first five years before that to get 54 subscribers on YouTube. Man, <laughs> the first thousand is so fucking hard. Oops. Am I allowed to say that on here? Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> and then in the last three years now, you know, I'm, I'm well over, over a thousand subscribers, but, uh, um, yeah, I owe, I owe a huge debt of gratitude to Chris Matthew awesome. and, and all the people on his team. Yeah, I think uh, legit batch has joined the FKN yes. network as well, and we're I'm I'm really good friends with uh, Joe and Jen and Ben, and um, they're they're great people as well. And uh, that's awesome to hear your your story. Um, and I'm maybe here in a, a few we could get into kind of the your, your ET experiences. I'm very curious about that. Um, but that's that's great that you found a community. I know a lot of people, and I'm sure a lot of people listening, and maybe that's why they're listening to this is. They felt isolated as well. I know me personally, I I don't have friends in my real life that I can talk to this stuff about um, or coworkers or really anybody. Uh, and I have to rely on people like Ghost and Ryan and and friends that I've met online um, to to kind of have that outlet and to build that sense of community. But it, it is hard not having that in-person uh, connection. Uh, and this is the next best thing. Don't get me wrong, but... Um, I think a lot more people are uh, more open to this kind of stuff now, especially after the last three years that we've been through. And I, I would love that for all of us, uh, everyone listening, everybody on the panel, uh, if to be able to have these conversations and these uh, hard discussions with people in our lives, as hard as that might be, um, because it, uh, the people around you, your friends, your family, your neighbors, I mean, those are the people you can rely on. Not that I can't count on Ghost uh, to help me out with something, but he's a thousand miles away, right? So it is hard. Um, and uh, but but this community that we've built is wonderful, and everybody I've met in this community is great people. And um, but it is I, like I try to talk to my wife about this stuff, and she just kind of is like, "Uh huh, okay, honey, yeah, I, okay, you're not crazy, whatever." And it's like, I feel crazy. What do you talk to me like that? <laughs> like yeah. I tried to, yeah, I, the other night I tried to explain to her. I was like, uh, "Babe, do you know what a psyop is?" And she was like, uh, "It's like a conspiracy, right?" And I'm like, "No, it's not." <laughs> and I had to try to break that down for her, and she was just like, "Uh huh, okay, whatever." And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> but I am super grateful for this community. I'm glad you found that with, with Chris and Ryder and the rest of the, the uh, forbidden knowledge community. And, and Chris is a, a go-getter. He's a killer. Uh, he does great work. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. And I'd love, I'm sure ghosts especially would love to hear uh, your uh, paranormal and ET experiences. You also said you're an ambassador too, uh, which I assume means you, you channel information as well. And I'd love to hear more about that as we uh, go through the show. Wow. Now you're, you're kind of, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure there, Kyle, because if she spills all the beans here at the tavern, you won't have an episode with her if she agrees to come on your show. And neither would I, if she agreed to come on my show. Okay. I'm just asking. I'm just talking. I'm sorry. Guys, I got a lot of beans to spill. There's more than enough for tonight. You're She's got a pot of chili ghost. It, you know, when you have chili, you make a big pot of chili. Yeah. You, you, the leftovers all week, right? I got a lot of beans good. to spill, guys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Kent, uh, let people know where they can find you because I've been uh I followed you back on on Instagram and love the the information drops that you you give. And honestly, I didn't expect you to be, no offense, as young as you are. Like I was expecting like someone more my I like you know. Now I'm young compared to, you know, some I'm 45 compared but, to Karen. Yeah. But you know, you don't look your age at all. Trust me. And Ghost, you're um, old to me. I, I can be your dad. Yeah. <laughs> I can be you're, your grandma. Yeah. That's great. You can, okay. This is my new family guys. Bye yeah. mom. Bye grandpa. Grandma. I found a new, a new family. It's Ghost hey, and I'll, Karen. I'll, I'll take a new, well, you could actually be my mom. So I, I'll take a mom all day long. <laughs> but, uh, so Kent, yeah, let, let people know where, where they can find you on social and what your background is and what got you into some of your, your research that you do. For sure. Well, thanks again for having me on, man, because I can definitely resonate with like not having too many people to go like, 
deep into these discussions with, you know? Uh, so that's, it's a nice opportunity. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I'm at, uh, ether or a E T H E R dash O R on, uh, or dot. Sorry. I have a hard okay, time. Remembering. Start over. I'm writing this down. Start over. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I have a hard time remembering my social media. Uh, and slash it's ether, uh, dot or no, sorry. I have two different ones uh, for YouTube and Odyssey. So I'm trying to remember the specific. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm remembering my actual username. This is ether slash or for Instagram. Um, I've got H-E-R slash O-R. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I think <laughs> I follow that. you as well. Now that you mentioned that, I think I follow you as well. That's cool to hear. Well, and I appreciate it hearing that, man, because I like I post stuff that I think is important and needs to go out there, but I don't really know how much of an impact it's making other than the people that oh, like it. Dude, I've been following you. Yeah. Oh, it, nice. Uh, oh, yeah. On Instagram, it's uh, ether uh, with A-E-T-H-E-R dot O-R dot I-G. Yeah. And I believe I follow you as well. Oh, yeah. We've been following each other for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Nice to meet you guys. Uh, nice to meet over you. Zoom. Yeah, nice to put a sure. in the name. Yeah, absolutely. I've only put out a, a, a handful of video, maybe three videos that I've actually like put together the info, like just myself. So I've got like a 45 minute documentary I made on the black plague. Uh, but I incorporate all of the conspiracy conspiratorial research. And I went into it kind of with the perspective, like the thought, what if the Catholic church, uh, kind of was the driving force, uh, for the plague after I considered like the chemical warfare that we potentially might've experienced in 2020, if that, you know, that's just one of the theories that I'm open to. Uh, crazy you said that. Cause I, I found a video last night that I shared about the Catholic religion being here 300 years before Jesus was even here. Mm-hmm. It was founded by, uh, Alexander the great. And I was just like, Whoa. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, one, I think um, at that time it was like uh, what the Byzantine like orthodoxy. So it was like um, I'm not even sure, you know, how close that stacks up to today's Catholicism. But uh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. I was like, oh, Byzantia. And so, yeah, I've I've just been putting I I made a a video early on, like during um, early 2021. uh, I was listening to a lot of Mark Passio and I I saw his presentation on uh, the cult of ultimate evil. I think it was where he explains like the uh, methods of cult indoctrination. And I saw a lot of that resonating with what we were experiencing with the masks. And, and, uh, you know, so I tried to take visual parallels and draw it uh, in a video format, like with his kind of. voice overlay i guess um and then i'm just trying to remember how i got into actually creating videos i guess i just i needed an outlet at the time and so i didn't really know where it would go and i'm not like too uh i don't know i've never really seen myself as much of a a podcaster so i try to make it in a format where i don't have the potential to ramble and all the info is just like right there i feel like i'm more of a you should start a podcast bro i mean i think everybody should and anybody who's cool like I, I tell my listeners sometimes that uh, a lot of my guests are other podcasters, but it's like, well, everyone cool has a podcast. So why wouldn't I have them on? So I think you should. If you have a YouTube channel and that's going well, maybe just supplement that a little bit with a podcast. I think you you have a great voice um, and you you could do it, man. And yes, you're going to rant and ramble and your first podcast is not going to be good. Dude, <laughs> maybe, fucking maybe your you hundred podcasts you, won't be very good. A breath every two seconds. Like, <laughs> fuck, fuck. My problem is the likes. Oh, I, I just say like it. every. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, man, I mean, you have you have good information. You have a good uh, mindset uh, as far as breaking this stuff down and making connections, finding those parallels and the patterns and things is something that people like to see because a lot of people feel that way or can, can get a sense of it, but maybe they can't put it into words or individuals. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe I, I encourage you to start a podcast. I'm not saying you have to, or you you need to, but (laughs) no, I appreciate it. Go for it, man. And we're here to help too. That's something, you know, that you a lot of people uh, are like, I don't know what I should do. Or even Karen was like, I didn't know what microphone or camera to get and writer helped me out. Like that's, what's great about this community is, uh, you can meet people who can help you out. And the tavern is a great place to do that because, uh, you know, you, you meet new people and you get to, uh, you know, 
meet other people who have more experience, less experience, you know, different ideas. And it's That's great, man. That's awesome. I no, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate the vote of confidence. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And you were saying as far as, uh, how young I am, actually, I'm only 26. Um, and I'm really only hey, 26. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. And I've really only been, I don't know, during 2020, I was working from home. Um, I worked doing uh, like a 3D software rendering for architectural designs. And so I just did nothing but just listen to podcasts. And I was just, I think I was getting into Tim Dillon, like 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was coming from the perspective of like not having very ignorant in politics in general uh, and not knowing much. So I got caught up in the the Bernie wind uh, and I was following that pretty heavy in 2019, even after the whole uh, all of it played out in 2016. Oh yeah, dude. I was a huge Bernie bro in 20. Oh, nice. I think a yeah. lot, a lot of people our age, especially mm-hmm. men our age were Bernie bros. And now at least to the mainstream are considered far right or Trumpers. Yeah. When we were Bernie <laughs> bros. We were like, as, as like far left as we could have been. And didn't then, realize it at the time, but yeah. <laughs> and then I think I think we stayed in the same spot and everybody else shifted over. And now we're left on the wings like uh, we're not radicals. We just, uh, you know, like uh, freedom and people. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like I just like the guy preaching against the corporations at the time. That that seemed like a great move. <laughs> so I kind of. Yeah. I mean, I honestly like the after the 2019 campaign with bernie descended into him once again just like bailing out and giving it to whoever they wanted to pass it to i kind of revisited the 2016 fiasco and was like oh well the dnc is just a corporation the rnc is just a corporation how much does our vote even necessarily mean in the grand scheme of the election so it just kind of sent me down a political spiral that i was and so i started following the last american vagabond pretty soon after yeah he's great Uh, in 2020 so that was i feel like at least a good uh starting point because he's just a really he's a good uh presenter at least with uh the information that was going on at the time if you really like his work you would also like uh the corbett report uh corbett yeah um, is it james or jeremy or james corbett yeah james corbett yeah you uh if you like the last american vagabond you'll love james corbett Love his stuff, man. And I, and Whitney Webb is another. I just love yeah, their commitment to just like providing citations because that just allows me to dig into their research and kind of validate the information for myself, which uh, and also like doing that allows me to kind of aggregate things that I think are important out of that and post it you know, wherever I might think is the best spot. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Awesome. So you're on Odyssey and Rumble as well. Is that what you said? Uh, I don't think I'm on Rumble. I have a bit shoot and uh, and an Odyssey uh, and a YouTube. I'm not I'm not laughing because you have a bit shoot. I'm just laughing <laughs> how bad of a platform bit shoot is. Like it's insane. Man. I've tried to watch <laughs> videos on bit shoot and it takes like an hour to render. And I'm like, I'm just trying to watch it here. What's going on? Well, uh, it's just I don't I don't understand how the platform hasn't like inc- it seems like they must have been receiving donations uh, and it just hasn't like grown, they haven't grown. At, Odyssey's at least, you doing know. well i think rumble is good as well i think it'll be like a youtube light uh if not already which means i think it censorship will start happening at rumble uh but odyssey's great and bitch it's just like the wild west if you can get it yeah. on your computer or your phone if you can even get it to open <laughs> Dude, i can still like watch free movies on bitch shoots so i can <laughs> oh it's great it's great but it i don't like it because it reminds me of youtube like back in the day you know maybe kanye like- should get back on maybe kanye should get on bitch shoot start putting his music <laughs> there. what did he uh what was the platform he's buying or has bought he bought parlor parlor okay which i but candace is uh, candace owens husband was like the ceo or something so I, and i it could be seen that candace owens was just like buddying up to kanye because maybe he's a useful idiot to get him to buy this shitty platform that no one uses. <laughs> right. She was like, you're, you're going to love parlor. You can say whatever you want about the Jews. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> like, all right, I'm in and sign the deal. Now he them parlor. What, what he truly probably should have called them. He should have called them the Kazarians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh man. I'm actually, so you remember the guys from the, you feel me podcast ghost, yeah. uh, Jay and, uh, fuck, uh, 
I can't remember the other guy's name. Not, they're really write them back onto the tavern because I really yeah. Them. Well, I'm I'm going on with them tomorrow. Um, they has had asked me on a few months ago to talk about like a the gun control when that was really hot, mm-hmm. and it, it, the they had to cancel schedules didn't work out. But tomorrow I'm going on to talk about not just the Kanye controversy, but they want to get the conspiratorial side of actually what Kanye was talking about. Um, so I'm going to go on with them tomorrow. Um, uh, you can check out the You Feel Me podcast tomorrow live at one o'clock central. I'll be on there with them. Uh, we'll probably get kicked off YouTube if I'm going to be on there, honestly, because uh, they're a hip hop podcast and they talk about hip hop artists and cult, uh, pop culture and uh, especially big issues in the black community. Um, but they want to know how uh, people in our group, uh, our community feel about actually what Kanye was saying, not necessarily the controversy, but they want to know the the background behind what he was talking about. And so I'm, I'm interested to go on there. I'll probably butcher it and I'll probably get us kicked off YouTube, <laughs> uh, but I don't have a horse in the race either way. So that, but that'll be fun. And yeah, you should get them on soon. They're really cool guys. Yeah. Well, they were at the tavern once. I think twice they came on. Yeah. They came on a couple of times. Mm, maybe oh maybe it was just once maybe just once but yeah they're really cool guys and they're very open i wanted to to have them on my show to talk about now this was back when uh it was kind of being exposed about all the buck breaking that goes on in hip-hop nothing never really came about of doing that episode i think it just kind of yeah they're busy guys too i think they can only do saturdays um as far as their schedule goes but yeah, Yo, um, stuff. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, man. No, I was just saying that it, they're they're cool guys and they they talk about interesting stuff. Do y'all get into Gematria at all? It fascinates uh, me. I, I have tried yeah, right? understanding. I've tried. Yeah. No, I mean it's so it's I uh, mean it, it can get so convoluted so quickly and like watching the movie Pie, I feel like should be uh, <laughs> like mandatory reading for anybody that's going to dive head first sometimes. But like I, I fascinates me as well. And uh, I, I have like kind of a work working theory on like how it might affect our subconscious and, you know, just that across the spectrum of ciphers might work. But I, I, at the same time, I don't understand, you know, it's uh, I don't know. It's I, I enjoy trying to follow what it potentially could mean whenever it's very convincing, at least. Um. As long as sorry, I was muted. Uh, no, as long bad. as you're not going to tell me JFK is still alive and JFK Jr. is still alive, <laughs> no. that, uh, I'll, I'm glad to listen. But what, I, I think the some of the Q movement really hijacked what Gematria is. And oh yeah, I was a Q Q follower for a little little while. <laughs> Introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I'm a king of rock. There is none higher. Some MCs should call me sire. To vote my kingdom, you must use fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire. Now we rock the party and come correct. All people on top and rock connect. Got the right to vote and to elect. Another rapper can't stand up, but give us respect.
this world with Like a dog without a bone, an actor out on loan, riders on the storm. And the music was good, and the music was loud. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.